This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Catch the Pulse Thursday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 10.30 a.m. Pacific. This week, Joita speaks to Tim Martin of York University about the way that documentaries cover homelessness and mental illness. In his Canadian Journal of Disability Studies article narrating the housing crisis, encountering madness, homelessness, and neoliberal logic in recent film-based narratives. That's The Pulse, all covering that this uh, Thursday, 1.30 p.m. Eastern, and, of course, 10.30 a.m. Pacific on AMI-audio, also available using your favorite podcast platform, and, of course, on YouTube. Ramya Muthan, Kelly McDonald, we are the hosts of Kelly and Company. And we've talked a lot about snacking off the top of the show, and we haven't really talked about candy specifically, but you know what? Halloween's around the corner, so there's lots of talk for that. Well, how do we bring wellness in? Let's find out with Francis Wong. Hello, I'm Francis Wong, and I invite you to join me as we explore topics of health and wellness so that you can make the best choices for you to live an informed and radiant life. Well, if you haven't filled in the blanks, we're talking Halloween and candy means we need to consider oral care. And it's a good time for that with Francis. While most people know when to wash and replace their clothing, the same can't be said for how long a toothbrush actually lasts, Francis. So we're going to dive into some of these discussions with you today. That's right, Ramya. There are many benefits to having good oral health. Um, Uh One is that the taste is one of our five senses. And when our tongue isn't coated with debris, we can enjoy our food more, whether it's candy or something healthy. The taste is just that much sharper. Um, We can taste the different flavors and they aren't dull through a lack of oral care. Another benefit to consider is that when we take care of our teeth and gums, we can chew our food properly and that in turn optimizes our digestion. When you think about it, we're either chewing and breaking down our food or our stomach has to do the work. So by chewing, we not only get to really enjoy the flavors and textures of our food, but we actually help lessen the load on our stomach and our body. Now, most people are just trying to get through the day, and with our busy schedules, it's a matter of throwing on clothes in the morning and getting those teeth brushed before you head out the door. And at night, we're often tired, and after we brush our teeth, we're ready to go to bed. No one's really stopping to think, hey, when was the last time I replaced my toothbrush? Unless, of course, you know, you're putting toothpaste on your toothbrush one day and it looks like it's been run over by a truck. (laughs) (laughs) No more brushes. Yeah. So this is a personal question, but how often do you guys replace yours? So I started using an electric toothbrush a couple years ago and um, I've replaced it like the head of it three times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it came with a pack of four. So maybe like every six-ish months, something like that. Okay. Uh, I feel like I'm going to be told off pretty soon, though. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I go that long without replacing, but probably should replace it more than I do. I, I, you know, as soon as it starts getting really kind of weird, I I think it's about every every three months. Okay. All right. Electric um, or non-electric? Non-electric. Okay. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, there is a slight difference. It's minor, but there is a slight difference. So the general rule for replacing a toothbrush, according to dentists and manufacturer guidelines, is about every three to four months. 
Um, there are also cases where you might want to replace it sooner. So as an example, if you are just getting over being sick, it might be a good idea to replace the toothbrush or the toothbrush head. Or if you are someone who uses your toothbrush more frequently, like after every meal and a snack, or if you have children, they may be a little bit more heavy handed in their toothbrush use. So they might um, need to have their toothbrush replaced sooner. Um, you can tell in these cases if the bristles are fraying either by sight or touch. Mm. And then since electric toothbrush heads uh, rotate or oscillate against your teeth, they wear a, a, a little sooner and should be replaced every three months as opposed to the three or four for the manual. So Ramya, you'll have to uh, yeah. up your replacement schedule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to always tell my dentist, yeah, man, when I leave here, can you give me a toothbrush? It's time to replace toothbrush. it. <laughs> The one at home because I always waited. I say, well, I replace as much as I get the free ones, right? That's how I used to wind Absolutely. Him up. Absolutely, I think. Yeah, I, th I think that's a really good way to remember for sure. It is uh, definitely, and and it's wonderful. So when I get behind and in, in the drawer and say, oh man, I got a few here. I guess it's time to get rid of this one. Um, speaking of replacing toothbrushes, is one better than another? And when when I say that, I mean electric versus manual, because with electric, it seems like there would be less to replace. You know, since it's yeah. just, just a toothbrush head. It's the toothbrush head, yeah. And as long as you're not just waiting and realizing you're down to your last toothbrush and it's six months and you're like, oh, I guess I should go and see the dentist now for a new toothbrush. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, this is a great question. And you're right. If you're thinking about physical waste in the environment, then the electric toothbrush will produce slightly less. But of course, there are pros and cons to both. Now, let's start with the electric one since that's what we're just talking about. One of the great benefits of the electric toothbrush is that because it's motorized, there is more movement as the head rotates or oscillates. So it can be more effective at sweeping away plaque and food debris, assuming you're brushing correctly. This is also great for those who's, um, who have limited mobility. So people who have arthritis or carpal tunnel wrist issues don't have to put in as much effort to brush their teeth since they can hold the toothbrush up to their mouth and the toothbrush head will move at the push of a button. It's also really great for lazy people in general since all you're doing <laughs> is holding the toothbrush up to your teeth. Yeah. So are you aware of the time that we are technically supposed to be spending brushing our teeth? Two mm. minutes. Mm. All right. Um, the Mayo Clinic and dentists recommend that you brush your teeth at least twice a day and for two minutes each time. So, Ramya, you're right on that. Right on the uh, dot. I know because my yeah. electric toothbrush comes with the two-minute setting. So. Oh, That's okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> so the neat thing, which I was just going to talk about, is that electric toothbrushes have some sort of timer so you'll know when your time is up. So yeah. I won't ask you, though, whether you actually let it run out or you stop before. <laughs> Shame on people who, let, who don't let it run out. <laughs> All right. Okay. So a Cochrane study reviewed uh, existing studies up to 2014 comparing subjects who were given either a manual toothbrush or an electric one. And it showed that there was an 11% reduction in plaque after one to three months of use and a 21% reduction after three months of use. Gingivitis, which is inflammation of the gums due to bacteria buildup, was reduced by 6% after one to three months and 11% after three months of use. The benefits for this long-term um, dental health is not clear. Yeah. Mm, very okay. interesting. You know, I, and I know one of the things that I know I've always been guilty of is the pressure, right? I'm always like rubbing too hard. So I, that's where I stop and think, oh, maybe electric, at least that's kind of set for you. 
Because Mm -hmm. well, I mean, they're totally. I think you'll touch on this too, Francis. But actually, brushing your teeth using manual is totally different from brushing using an electric. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are there ways we can care for our toothbrush to make it last longer? Yeah, I would call this toothbrush hygiene. First of all, after you finish brushing your teeth, rinse the brush off with tap water to remove any leftover toothpaste and food. There's no need to do any kind of sanitizing or disinfecting of the brush as you can actually just end up spreading germs around. And regarding germs, I feel this is pretty obvious, but I'm going to say it anyway. Do not share your toothbrush with anyone else, no matter how close you are. Gross. Yeah. It's it's a big point. Yes. After you have finished rinsing the toothbrush, let it air dry by storing the toothbrush in an upright position. If you share a bathroom with multiple people, don't let the toothbrush heads touch each other during storage because that's almost the same as sharing a toothbrush. And then don't... Don't use plastic travel covers to store your toothbrush when it's wet, as that is just a breeding ground for bacteria. One other final tip is, if you're not already doing this, close the toilet lid when you flush. This is kind of a disgusting fact, but the UK Daily Mail had an article, I think you know where this is going, that basically asked um, if you think your bathroom is clean. And the answer is obviously not as clean as you think. There are as many as 3.2 million bacteria per square inch in your toilet bowl. But if you think that's bad, there's at least 200,000 more on your toothbrush. So if you're wanting to limit the aerosolizing spray of fecal matter from your toilet bowl to your toothbrush, you might want to keep that lid down. Wow. This is just as bad as the Halloween episode with Daniel John kind, Kels. I know. Oh, that is. That is very descriptive. Oh, my goodness. Oh, (laughs) Oh, uh, what are what are your thoughts on mouthwash? Toilet lid up, closed. No, um, you know. Oh, we can probably send a whole segment talking about mouthwash, and I guess it goes back to the reason why people are using mouthwash. <clears throat> when I think about it, I assume people use it because they think or they do have bad breath. But that's the same thing as our discussion on antiperspirants and deodorants to prevent or to cover up sweat and body odor. And it's only going to go so far. So it's um, also going to be a very temporary fix. Mouthwash is not a replacement for brushing your teeth, just as deodorant is not an excuse not to shower. I like to look at it from the root cause. So no matter how much deodorant you put on, it's not going to change the fact that your body is smelly because of sweat and needs a cleaning. And the same thing applies to bad breath. Why is there bad breath to begin with? Usually it's something inside us that's causing it. Um, so with our teeth, it could be that we didn't brush properly. So the food is stuck between our teeth and the bacteria is happily eating away at the food and releasing smelly gases, which we translate into bad breath. Or it's a digestive issue such as acid reflux or irritable bowel syndrome, among other things that's causing the bad breath, in which case you'd want to look into that further. And we can get a dry mouth after drinks such as sodas and teas and those that contain caffeine like coffee, which can lead to that morning breath. So the National Institute of Dental and Craniofascial Research recommends sipping water before caffeinated and alcoholic beverages to help reduce a dry mouth. In place of mouthwash, I'd suggest you use a tongue scraper and do oil pulling, which we've talked about before. This is where you swish oil in your mouth for a few minutes before spitting it out. Right. And tongue scraper. That's I grew up with so many of those because my family are, um, grew up using it. But then it's like that 
abusing it? Oh, you said abusing it. I thought you said abusing it. I thought, what, is that some kind of torture for kids? Come here. Well, instead of washing out your mouth, we'll scrape it. Tongue scraper on you. What? Not enough of your lip. Oh my God, the conversations that we have on this show. Okay, it's not always practical, Francis, to run and brush your teeth after dining out. Are there ways that we can minimize bad breath after eating food? Yes. I mean, sometimes certain foods like onions and garlic are hard to avoid, but you can always chew a piece of gum after your meal. And I'm just going to plug my previous episode on plastics. Make sure you're not chewing chewing gum made out of plastics if you want to <laughs> minimize your exposure to plastics. <laughs> And if it's something more obvious like sardines or other fish that may be a little fishy smelling, here's a tip you can do before eating the fish. You can give it a squeeze of lemon juice or vinegar onto the fish and these acidic ingredients will help to reduce the odor. This is also often why when you find recipes and canned sardines, it comes in tomato sauce because the tomato sauce is acidic. And of course, if it's not a piece of chewing gum, you can try a breath mint after a meal. And better yet, if everyone at the table is eating the same smelly food, then there's less of an issue at that point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you can't Mm -hmm. pick on anyone. Any other things we could do to help prevent cavities or just in general to maintain that good oral care? Yeah, there's definitely things that you can do like flossing and brushing your teeth at least twice a day or better yet, after each meal. Of course, if you are a smoker, consider quitting or cutting back. When it comes to diet, less is more, so less snacking if you're the type of person that snacks. And when you do eat, try to minimize or avoid the sugary (laughs) or refined foods and the processed prepackaged foods. Bacteria love uh, to feed on the food and the sugar in your mouth. So um, the acids can uh, uh, create enamel damage on your teeth. So just make sure that you you also schedule regular dental checkups so that your oral care can be monitored professionally. And then Kelly, you can get your toothbrush on time. (laughs) Every three months, you need to Months, yes. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Francis. Thank you. Francis Wong is our wellness contributor talking to us about oral health today. You're lucky your mother doesn't pay any attention to this show. Coming up next, folks, uh, Ruby Renison is uh, is uh, running for English public school trustee position in Markham Ward 5 and 7. This is a Canadian with a, a disability. She has albinism. And we'll speak to her after this. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.